Good evening, everyone. How are you? Welcome to Ask the Mentor. It's uh, good to be with you again. I feel like I don't get a chance to see you guys very often. But uh, when we do get together, it's always worthwhile. I hope you think so as well. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of old friends and my posse joining the show. Um, so, you know, because of FOMO, we're going to talk about Volux again. Um, it's so exciting for me. I've been in this business for a long time and we've, you know, used, we actually started the business before there were any fillers around. We, all we had back in the day was filler and then collagen and now we've got a million new things. And I must say my first impression of Volux is that it is a game changer. And my prediction for 2023 is that this will be the year of chin and jaw. This is the year when chin and jaw is going to, you know, kind of join its rightful place along cheeks because cheek, you know, it started out with lips and then it was nasolabial folds. Then it was cheeks and now it's chin and jaw. And pretty soon we'll have the whole face, right? Um, so yeah, I think this is the, hello, Deluxe Bar. Good to talk to you guys. Long time no see. Silver Solutions, hey Nina. Good to see you. Yeah, so this is the year of the chin and jaw. This is the, it's finally gotten its just desserts. And I think you will see the power of this product, which, um, you know, is impressive to me. Those of you who were with me last week got to see it in person. We're doing another class tomorrow. Uh, we're doing an on-demand video that's going to be available through Aesthetic Mentor. Uh, so you could actually see the full lecture that I gave and see me treating a patient um, at the school that really turned out well. Uh, we're also going to post uh, stuff on our YouTube channel. Um, this is, I'm going to, this ends, like, we only record 15 minutes here. As you know, uh, we're not allowed to sort of go beyond that. Um, but uh, you can see the rest of it on YouTube after, you know, we post it in a day or two. So um, I think I want to leave this like a, an open conversation tonight, only because I know so many people are interested. We've been getting a lot of calls and, you know, requests to put more information out there to teach more classes, and we will. We will just trying to keep up with demand. So tonight, if any of you have um, questions about Volux, about how to use it, who to use it on, where to use it, how long it lasts, what the technique is, um, how it's similar, how it's different, then let's let's get that out of the way because <clears throat> I think you'll find that this particular product does need a little extra education. You know, it is, as you all know, a member of the Juvederm family. Um, and it is, I guess the best way I would describe it to you is it's Juve, it's Voluma's big brother, right? So we've got Ultra, Ultra Plus, Volvella, Volor, Voluma, and now Volux. And there's another one coming that's going to be just a little bit less than Volbella, probably later this year, which is also another exciting thing to talk about, but let's focus on Volux for a minute. So Voluma kind of got its, cut its teeth by being able to lift tissue. And we were able to use that in cheeks. And I think most people that, that I'm familiar with really do use Voluma a lot in those areas where they need to re, you know, create contour and volume because it's a pretty stable product. It's very smooth. It's easy to work with. Um, and it does do a lot of lifting. Voluma's baby daddy. <laughs> yes. yes, Deluxe Bar. That's a good way to look at it. So if we look at a couple things, G-Prime and cohesivity, and as you know, G-Prime is the ability 
of a product to withstand a deforming force, you know, its ability to lift. So if you, you know, push down on the product, if it has a G prime, it pushes back. Uh, if it has a very low G prime, it stays squished. So, you know, think about how you, how, um, you think of Voluma in terms of its liftability. Well, Folux is double the G prime of Voluma. It has twice the lifting capabilities of Voluma, which is very exciting. I know what people are thinking, and I'm going to dispel some rumors in just a minute. But that is an important thing, excuse me, thing because you know when you're treating the chin and the jawline, you really have a lot of lifting to do there. There's a lot of tension on the in the chin in particular because it's a tight area, so you need something that can really push back. And when we talk about cohesivity, which is the, have you put it in anywhere else besides the chin and jaw, Greta? Um, you know when I went to the symposium in Las Vegas about this product. They had people there from Canada and from Europe who've been using this product for between three and four years. And all of them said, do not use it off the chin and the jaw. Do not use it. It's too stiff. It's very cohesive. So they really warned us not to use it, which is the question I thought was going to be coming, um, not to use it off the chin and the jawline. It's really there to mimic bone and when you see it, when you when you play with it, you'll see what I mean. So in terms of cohesivity, cohesivity is the ability of the product to stick together. So like a product that has a low cohesivity, like let's say Bobella, when you put it in and go like this, it just squishes to the side. In Voluma, if you know, or even Ultra Plus, which has a high cohesivity, if you put it in and you have a spot, you know, it's kind of hard to work it out because it's very cohesive. Okay, so think of Voluma and its cohesivity. Volux is three times the cohesivity of Voluma. So double the lifting capability and three times the ability to stick together. So when you put that in, it stays put, right? And like all products that are gels, all these HA gels, they do take a couple of days to set up. They become more cohesive as they take on water from the surrounding tissue. So you really need a couple of days for these products to set up. <clears throat> and during that period of time, patients have reported them, them being sore, like the patient I uh, injected last week uh, for the class, uh, Katrina, she was really sore the next day, like because the product lifts and it stays lifted. So it really kind of stretches the skin. So you've got to warn your patients a little bit about that. But is it is exciting because if you think about it, if it's got twice the co three times the cohesivity and twice the lifting capability, <clears throat> small amounts of product will really do a much bigger job than Voluma. And the one of the speakers at the Las Vegas Symposium said, don't underestimate the ability of 0.1 cc's of this product to be significant and don't overdo it. So that's kind of how I approached it. And I would warn you or advise you, I guess, when you're treating your first few patients, be conservative, right? Because this product is, is really interesting. Now, after all I told you, you probably think, my God, this must be kind of hard to inject because it's so cohesive and it's got such a high G prime and it's Voluma's big brother. You know, guess what? I think it's easier to inject. I think the extrusion force for Volux is less than Voluma. I don't know how this is even possible. But when you inject it, you can be easily misled to just like put in a bunch. It's kind of like the way Volbella was when it first came out and they had to put it on a smaller needle because it was coming out too fast and people were putting too much in. It's very deceptive. Like a small amount just kind of plops right out and you're like, oh, wow, you know, put in 0 0.2, 0 0.3 already and I've gotten this nice result. So go carefully and slowly with it. Um, it is intended just 
for the chin and the jawline. And I mean the chin and the jawline. I don't mean anything above the bone. It's meant to be on the bone. It's on label for both cannula and for needle. It's on label for preperiosteal and subcutaneous treatment. So you can choose any of those spaces. Um, to treat the full chin and jawline, are you using full one ml syringe, uh, multiple syringes, multiple syringes. They're saying, uh, most of the people were saying, don't use more than four the first time, because don't forget, you're going from here all the way to here, right? And you're starting here at the angle of the mandible, you're doing vertical threads, you're doing horizontal threads, you might be doing some fanning, you might be doing some bolusing, you might be, you know, you, you're putting product in. So you're using multiple, multiple syringes to create that. Once you go above the bone, like if you're in this area, you're using Voluma. Once you go over the masseter, you're using Voluma. So um, how many syringes can you inject at one time? Um, at the conference, they told us to really not start with more than four. Uh, with my patient, I did seven, but I did three Volumas along with the two, with the four Voluxes. And got to, you know, <clears throat> what we're talking about is starting at the top and working your way down and starting lateral and working medial. So when you're doing these treatments, uh, it's really imperative for you to do a full face assessment. And what you'll find is that when you're creating a youthful face in a woman, as we know, we want to create this sort of triangular face and a man, we want this or maybe even a little bit like this. So if you're going to expand this, you've got to make sure your bizygomatic distance is going to be greater than your bigonal distance or you're going to end up with a lopsided or weird looking face. So in most of the women, like the girl I treated last week who was in her 20s, um, I, I actually expanded her cheeks a little bit. And you'll see when you expand the cheeks, you already get a little bit of jawline improvement. Then I did a little bit in nasolabial folds. Um, I then did the jawline. I did the chin here and the marionettes, etc. So you want to start high and go low, treat the chin last. And you want to start lateral and media just like we do in the cheeks. And when you're out laterally, you want to be sure that you're using retrograde technique, as is always very important. And before you even start, I think you should learn the anatomy. Are you spacing them apart at longer time frames as you would usually see how it settles? Yeah. Spacing the individual treatments apart? Yeah. I mean, Volux, when you put it in, you know, just like all the other AJs, I think it takes about two weeks, Kate, to get into complete equilibrium with the tissue for it to absorb water from the surrounding tissue. So um, I would see them, you know, back about two weeks and see how they look. And if you need to do a little touch up, you can. But really, it's more for your learning than for anything else. So yeah, and if they needed another treatment, I think I would wait, you know, a month or so for it to really kind of see the end result of what you've done, because it is a real game changer. It really is very powerful and you need something powerful along the jawline to really define it. Plus it's also a very big space. So um, I think in terms of the anatomy, the things you need to know are that when you're starting to inject along here, you really have a couple of very important spots to think about. The first one is that, that gonial notch, you're just in front of the masseter. Right at the front of the masseter, you have the facial artery and the facial vein entering the face along with the marginal mandibular nerve. So that one point there is like the most dangerous point you're going to be injecting over. So I would say when you first start out, put an X over that area so you are constantly reminded that it is the really most dangerous place on the face and you have to really stay in the subcutaneous plane in that space. Greta asked how long it lasts. Well, 
the FDA trial, they went out 12 months, and at 12 months, I think they're 84% of, of um, patients were satisfied. They stopped the trial at one month, so they got a one-year indication. However, when we asked the injectors who'd been using it for three to four years, they said they think it lasts longer than Voluma, somewhere maybe between two and three years. So it is a very robust product. It does take on water, and it has more milligrams of HA than any of the other products. Like if you look at the Vicross family, uh, um, Volbella has, I think, 15. Uh, Volur has 17. Voluma has 20. And Volux has 25. So 20% more HA than Voluma. So it does take on a little bit more water. When you talk about fanning with Volux, are you subdermal? Is that deep enough for Volux? You have to go a little deeper. You don't want to be right under the skin, particularly in a thin-skinned patient, because it is so robust. It is so, like, has such a cohesivity to it. So, you know, there is a, generally most people have a fair amount of tissue in the jawline. So you don't want to be right up under the skin. You want to be in that subcutaneous space or in the preperiosteal space right on the bone. So for me, what I'm doing, generally speaking, is I'm going subcutaneous in all these areas. And where I need extra fuller, fullness, like in the pre-jowl or post-jowl area or in the chin and jawline right here, I will bolus. And you see with a little bolus, it just pops the skin right out. So I'm using a combination of both. I think it's more effective for me. Uh, injecting, Ms. Val wants to know, how harsh does it look in the chin to project outwards prior to blending? You know, this is the thickest area on your body. I'm sorry, on the face. This menton area, it's really thick. And so you, if you're on the bone and you're bolusing, Val, it will blend in beautifully. You don't need to massage it. You don't need to rub it. You don't need to do anything. You just bolus it and it just pops right out. Feel on yourself how thick the dermis is here. It's really thick because we always fall on our chin, right, when we're young. But um, it is quite easy to bolus there. I think it's actually harder to do subcutaneous treatments there. I think it, it's such a thick area, it's hard to. And, you, and I think you're far more efficient with a bolus. Oh, my God, we're over 15 minutes already. Um, you're far more efficient with a bolus than you are with intradermal. So it doesn't look harsh at all. It looks very soft and very natural. And the other nice thing about it, surprisingly, is it's very easy to contour. You know, it's very forgiving. If you put it in and you feel like you've got a little too much, you can massage it and just smooth it out. Remember, you got 48 hours before it really sets up, but you'll see right away a big improvement. And if you need to do a little massaging or rubbing, you will. I didn't find it necessary in any of the patients I treated, partly because I'm a little bit deeper and I would advise you to go there. Um, Thank you, Kate. Appreciate it. Um, how does a sub-Q thread product feel? It feels very natural. Even though it has all of these properties I've told you about with a very high G-prime and cohesivity, um, it feels and looks very natural. It's, it's, it's kind of a crazy miracle product in my mind. At least two weak point seems like it will feel hard. It doesn't feel hard. I mean, it, 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 I can tell you personally it doesn't. Um, but, you know, it, it is still a soft gel and you can still squish it easily between your fingers. We were able to play with this when I went to the meeting in Las Vegas. We injected all the different fillers uh, from Allergan and we, we were able to play with it and squish them. I mean, it is a little bit more viscous and has a higher G-prime cohesivity than Voluma, but it's not like a magnitude. It's not like a different product. So it's still quite natural and quite soft and, and I think it's easy to use. At the two-week point, it, it doesn't feel hard. It just feels like Voluma. I mean, if you feel Voluma after you've done your cheek injection and you push on it, you can feel it. Well, if you push on it here, you'll feel it, but you don't see it. And that's really the key. Because, you know, 
for something to really be able to hold up tissue, it has to be palpable, right? It has to still be there. If it if it doesn't, if you can't feel it, that means it's really not doing its job in holding things up. But um, you know, I was very impressed with how natural it looked, and the patients all seemed very happy. Um, so um, it's easy to adjust, but you have to pay attention um, to your technique. You don't want to put too much in, and you don't want to put too much in one spot. Remember, this area here is really important in terms of not getting into the facial artery, nerve, or marginal mandibular vein, or, or I'm sorry, nerve. And over here above the masseter, you have to be, again, in that subcutaneous plane because you don't want to get into the muscle and create bleeding and stuff. But, you know, it's my feeling I like to go on the bone here to really create the angle of the mandible. I like to go on the bone here to, for the chin, particularly people who need, don't forget, when you're looking at the chin, you're looking at three dimensions, right? You're looking at the height, the width, and the projection from the side. So if people are deficient in any or all three of those planes, you can easily fix that. Remember, in a woman, the base, the width of the chin lines up with the inner canthus. In a man, it lines up with the corners of the mouth. So in a man, you're looking at a much squarer, wider jaw. In a woman, a much narrower jaw. And from the side view, um, who's a good candidate for Velux? Thank you for that question. From the side view, the the chin, the projection of the chin should be about two millimeters behind the lower lip in a woman and at the lower lip in a man. So just to give you some idea, and when you're doing thirds, the lower the chin should be the lower third, and this lower third should equal this lower third, middle third, and perhaps even be a little bit longer in men and women to to really give a, a, a youthful look. Yes, it can be used in men. It can be used in women. You obviously have to treat them differently because in a man, you're looking for a big square or face, right? So in a man, you want this kind of look, the bigonial, sorry, the bizygomatic distance being the same as the bigonial distance, maybe even a little bit trapezoidal like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or one of those guys. In a woman, you want the sort of triangular look. So you want this distance to be greater than this distance. So in some women, if you're going to be making this wider, you should certainly want to do the, the, uh, the cheeks first. Um, but you know, I think for your first patients, um, you should pick people who are good candidates who have good elasticity. You don't want to take someone who's got like a real, a great deal of loose tissue or hanging skin or anything like that. You want someone who has a jawline sort of like I have, but has a pre-jowl sulcus, which is a grade two or in or post-jowl sulcus, which is like a, th a three or what they call a severe line, um, but who's got some definition that you can see with reasonable elasticity. Taking, you know, get someone who's already pretty good and make them better. Don't try to hit a home run in your first try because it's really hard. Um, you know, and I think men and women are equally good candidates. Men, you know, don't forget the angle of their mandible is going to be narrower, or sort of more right angleish than in a woman. In a woman, her, her angle of her mandible is going to be 120, 130 degrees, something like that, wider and sort of rounder. And a man is going to be squarer and less than 120 degrees. So it's sort of more of right, right anglish. So, you know, part of it is just understanding what the normal anatomy looks like. Um, the techniques uh, are all very similar. I've watched people do both cannula and needle and it's honestly after it's for all these years it's hard for me to watch someone doing it with cannula i just think it's so hard i think it's so uncomfortable for the patient i think it causes more trauma so i have i'm using a needle um the on-label indication for the cannula is um 25 gauge one and a half inch so I'll, when i do a needle i use a 25 gauge one and a half inch 
Um, and also the preperiosteal treatments, you can use the smaller needle that it comes on, which is a 27 half inch. Um, so if you want to know more, you can watch our video that we're going to put out on YouTube about this, or you can watch this um, video that we just uh, finished yesterday, and it's going to be on demand. You can watch it through our school aesthetic mentor. Um, just go online and email us, or you can call us there as well. We'll be happy to share uh, the videos with you. Um, does anyone have any more questions before I sign off? I think you're going to really find this to be a game changer, and this will truly be the year. You're welcome, Grace. Truly be the year of the chin and jawline. It's going to get all the notoriety it deserves, and you'll be just making something really beautiful chins and jawlines with this product, and I'm really excited for you to start using it. So thank you all for tuning in. If there are no more questions, I will sign off, and I will see you soon. Have a good night, everyone.